Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. I've always been a fan of the old term called busman's holiday. It kind of captures something, a slice of life, if you will. When people ask you, what do you do for fun? And since I'm involved in forensics, I'm a college professor, and obviously I'm knee-deep in true crime because this is part and parcel of body bags. People will say, well, what true crime shows do you watch? Can I make a confession? I'm really bearing my soul here. I don't really watch any. I read so much. I hear so much. And I'm truly blessed to be able to participate the way I do. And I'm very thankful for every opportunity. I have to take a break from it at some point in time. I read so much. So people say, well, Joe Scott, what do you do? I like history documentaries. I love to watch comedies, that sort of thing. I don't really get into true crime shows that much because I just, I talk about it all the time. But sometimes there are people that can't seem to get enough. And true crime is different than other pursuits because just in and of itself, the term true crime means that you're brushing up against something with an element of danger in it, doesn't it? Today on Body Bags, we're going we're gonna to talk about a lady, a lady actually in South Korea that obsessed with true crime, but not just true crime itself but the act of murder. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. 
Dave Mack, i got to ask you, have you ever been obsessed with something? Like when you were a kid, were you obsessed with baseball cards? Yes, baseball cards was my thing. Loved them. And believe it or not, true crime. And the reason is this. In 1969, I grew up in Southern California. When we moved from one house to another in 1969, it was during the Manson thing that was going on. It was after the Tate LaBianca murders, but before the arrest was made. Yeah, and people forget that, that they didn't happen at the same time. The murders happened in August, right after the moonshot, and then the uh, arrest happened after Halloween. Well, when we moved into this new house for us in Southern California, there had been a copycat crime on that street, two houses down from our new place. No kidding. Yeah, there, people don't ever talk about the copycat crimes that happened after that, but there were a few. And that one happened to be right there, and it was around Halloween. Now, I was a little kid. But it stuck with me because of how my parents reacted. Uh, you know, do we nail the window shut? You know, this was the discussion that was had in our home. What do we do to protect it? Because at that point, these crazy people were killing everybody. That was the thought anyway. So, yeah, that, that's where the true crime stuff got me early was right then. Charlie Manson and, and that whole crew. And I have said many, many times, if something ever violently happened to my wife, and the police started looking at what I do, what I read. What my goodness, I, they would—they wouldn't even bother to interview me. They'd cuff me and take me. I can only imagine what your browser history looks like. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know the research I do for all the shows. I mean, it's just and the videos I put together. Hey, I'm not judging. I, I'm in the same boat with you. I, I'd, I'd be in the same place, you know, because there's stuff. Even as a college professor, the stuff that I cover in forensics, I'm always trying to find applications for what we're teaching at the university level relative to crimes that have been committed and have more than likely been adjudicated and all the all the evidence is available and I can kind of talk my way through all of the stuff with my students to say here's a practical application. And so you you think you're on a university computer and you're going through all this stuff and you're thinking, hmm, I wonder what the people in IT are thinking right now or some three-letter organization that's out there. Yeah, and you, you begin to think about that and I often wonder, is it something that kind of what you're consuming, does that define who you are? Does it define who you are as a person? For many of us, yeah. I mean, I, I can't escape it. I mean, it's it's what I do. It's what I feel like I have a knack for, at least from the forensic standpoint. I don't know about the rest of it. One thing to think about, uh, I remember the first book I bought and read that I wasn't required reading, you know, for junior high, high school or college. It was uh, The Stranger Beside Me by Ann Rule about the Ted Bundy case. And when you think about it, it the true crime stuff is not a little hidden corner that we now shine a flashlight on under the covers. This is big business. A lot of people are obsessed with true crime. You and I have done well with it because people are interested. I'm interested in what you do with body bags because I cannot fathom for myself how is it possible that people can do to other human beings what they do. And you explained it in such a way, Joe, that I actually go, okay, now I get it. I get how, I don't know the psyche, but I do know the physical part of it. And when it comes to fandom, I love having people that listen to Body Bags and as an adjunct to Nancy's show, because people hear me on Nancy's show, hey, you're Joe Scott and that sort of thing. And that's a lot of fun because, you know, I get to talk with folks about cases, but every now and then you, particularly as social media has kind of spun up, particularly in my life, you get messages and you begin to wonder who's asking me this question. Why do they want to know this information? And, you know, people kind of jokingly kind of blow these things off many times where they'll say, I know that if I were to get rid of 
person X, this is what I would do. And then they'll look at me if I'm having a conversation with them to see if I'm going to validate what they're saying. And I'm thinking, you know, why are you dragging me into this? I, I don't want to get involved in what, whatever it is you're thinking about here. I, I don't even want to have anything to do with this. But there are individuals this particular genre appeals to. And if you're not careful, it can become an obsession, much like it did with with the person we're talking about today, uh, a lady who was only 23. Her name was uh, Young Yu Young, and she's actually out of South Korea, Dave. I came across this case, and I, I had to, to talk to you about it for this very reason, because, you know, we travel to conventions, you know, we talk to people, and I, it's something that's quite fascinating. There's actual studies that are done now relative to people that, that obsess over true crime and their thoughts about it and this sort of thing, and this is one of those cases where it just went too, too far. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo. 
the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. I've been asked on several occasions when people found out what I had done in my previous life as my chosen profession, medical legal death investigation. Uh, there's two questions that, that will arise. What's it like living with the dead day in and day out? And here's the one that's kind of troubling, Dave, and you. this might be cringeworthy on your part. Okay. Hope you'll still be my friend after I, I say this to you. People will say, will ask me, or what was it like the first time you ever took a scalpel and opened up a dead body? Now, th those questions have come to me both from media and they have come to me from true crime fans. And I have to say, I think that it's something that people would have a natural curiosity about. But at what point in time do you begin to kind of say, I think that we're going too far with this. And Young Yu Young's case, uh, I think that probably it was, uh, it was a case of going too far. When the media reports that the police are saying an obsessed true crime fan, it's not the most uncommon thing we have heard as of late. There are people that have gone too far. When you and I were first talking about this off air, uh, my first thought was the Johnny Cash song. You know, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. It's not a foreign concept to people thinking, what would it be like? I think sometimes it's that God complex, you know, what it would be like. I, I'm trying to imagine what it must be like for somebody in that zone. They are obviously somebody who would go as far as what uh, uh, Young Si Young is accused of being and doing. They've got a different way of looking at these crime stories than you and I do. They're doing it for some kind of prurient interest. They're getting something else out of this that you and I are not. I think sometimes we look at a crime and we think, how did this individual get to the point where they thought this was a good idea? And I think somebody else might look at it from, I don't know, the titillating aspect, the scintillating aspect of what it would be like to be able to control somebody at that level to the point of death. Yeah, I agree. And he, here's something else that comes up in conversation, and maybe this applies, I think, well, I know that it applies to a certain degree to this case. And that is, there have been individuals that will say, well, aren't you afraid? Aren't you afraid as a forensics person that you are giving criminals a roadmap? When you stop and you think about the bare essence of that comment, you know, that's directed at you, it does give you pause. You sit there and say, oh, well, have I gone too far? And then I'll sit back and I'll think people have been killing one another for thousands and thousands of years. If there is something indwelling in an individual that they're motivated to do this, they're going to find a way to do it. Can they learn certain things from true crime? Certainly they can. But just because you're learning something doesn't mean that you're going to have the ability to have practical application. And that that certainly really comes forth in this case involving Young Yu Young. Any way you look at it, this story goes beyond the mere fandom, the mere idea of watching television, reading books going to the movies, watching documentaries online, and anything else you can imagine, she has taken it to the next level. The attempt to create the perfect crime. Wasn't that what, uh, oh, what was it, uh, uh, Theobald? Leopold and Loeb. Thank you, Leopold and Loeb, yes. The crime of the century back when it happened. 
and they were trying to commit the perfect crime. They picked out at what a nine year old boy and they were going to kill him. And what they did to him was disturbing, disgusting, despicable. The same things that apply to young Su young. It actually gives off this essence of almost like a God complex where you have an individual that is taking complete and total control over an individual from soup to nuts, where they're manipulating the subject, where they can get them into a vulnerable position and they can they can kind of act this thing out. And I think that that's that's the case here, isn't it, Dave? Yes. And that's what I think we're looking at with where we are with young you young described as a loner, reclusive. She lived at home with her family. She graduated from high school five years ago and has not held a job since then. She was what they referred to from the very beginning as an obsessed true crime fan. She decided that she wanted to know what it would be like to kill somebody. That was her plan to find out. That's why they say she was an obsessed true crime fan. So she went about finding the right victim to create this perfect crime. And I'm only going to assume, Joe, and curious what your thoughts are. Do you think, and I'm not going to blame our shows, the ones that we do for anything. People pick and choose their entertainment. When you uh, watch football and I see somebody hitting another guy, tackling him, it doesn't make me want to go down the hallway and tackle my wife uh, and see if I can drive her face into the carpet. Doesn't do that for me. But when I see cartoons, I don't think that uh, Wiley Coyote is going to get up from the bottom of the canyon in a puff of smoke and walk away in real life. But apparently, they think that somehow young you young has picked up a desire to commit the perfect crime by being obsessed with all this true crime stuff. Yeah, there's a, a disconnect from what the reality of it is. But I, I have to think one of the things I kind of on a little aside here. Did you know, Dave, that blood has a particular smell to it, and particularly when you're around a large volume of it? And it was one of those things, you know, the visual aspect of what you see in the morgue and what you see at scenes is certainly striking. But you know what always got me was the smell that would kind of be throughout the environment. You're working a case or when you're in the morgue, you know, processing a body. Blood has this kind of sickly sweet, almost, and it has a metallic undertone to it where you can pick up on it. And I often wonder when when people get involved in these horrific cases, which we cover, if that, that sense arise upon them where they they actually inhale and they take on that smell into their person. They realize, wow, I'm really into it now. I'm into this, and I don't mean that in a good way. I'm, I've really stepped off into the abyss here because now the smell of blood within an environment, they look at their hands, they look at their clothing, and they're covered in blood. You really wonder where this disconnect from reality has occurred. You know, when you're watching something on television or maybe you're listening to a podcast, it's one thing to do that. But when you're up close and personal with it, when you're there and an individual is now perhaps begging for their life before you as your the blood is draining out of their body, you're having to fight with them. And that's real because they have an awareness that they're being attacked. Are you suddenly rocked back into reality for a moment in time? Does, does that actually happen? Is there, is there enough uh, sanity remaining within these individuals that perpetrate these crimes where they have this awareness? Or are they so numb to it that it just doesn't, it doesn't register with them? I often wonder that, Dave. You mentioned the smell. 
There also is something described as the taste. Tastes like a mouthful of pennies. Is that true? Uh, yeah, and and here's the thing, and uh, this used to be uh, certainly quite off-putting when you think about it, but anything you smell, you taste. The two senses are are kind of connected, and I remember distinctly being around decomposed bodies, this sort of thing, and you breathe in in this environment, and it's it's almost just like it it just permeates every bit of you, and. For somebody like me that had developed a callus to it, working in the morgue and being around these scenes, that's not necessarily something that I kind of became numb to. You still have an awareness. But can you imagine that you're living out this kind of fantasy world uh, like this young woman, young you young, and suddenly here this victim is that she's essentially trapped in her home by virtue of her own planning, by the way. And she's face to face with the fact that, that she's killed this woman right here at her feet. And she's breathing this in. She's really in touch with this reality now. And of course, she's faced with the proposition of what in the world am I going to do with these remains now? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Danger. Who's lurking out there? You never know. The, the victim in this particular case had no sense that death was at the doorstep for her. Young Yu Young actually purposed to find a victim by posing as the mother of a middle schooler and then to teach English, to find somebody that could teach English for her child. And I can only imagine when the victim came to the door and she's staring at what to her appeared to be a middle schooler dressed in a schoolgirl's outfit. This child was coming over for perhaps instruction, but that was not the case. It was the person that was going to end her life and an attack ensued. And boy, it was absolutely horrific. We've mentioned that uh, Young Yu Young was an obsessed true crime fan, and she set out to create the perfect crime. She had five years of no job sitting at home, obsessing over different aspects of crime, and we're talking murder here. So when she allegedly premeditated, I guess you can say allegedly premeditated, but the bottom line is I believe that Young Yu Young from the outset, was trying to find a way to commit the perfect crime so that maybe she could write a book about it or something, that she would be the subject of a book or a movie or a TV show. So she planned everything. When they actually were able to start investigating Joseph Scott Morgan, one of the first things police found, they found that on her phone, there were three months' worth of search history on how to hide a corpse. How to hide a corpse. Now, we know that she searched for her victim online using an app that connects parents with private tutors so she could uh, ostensibly learn English for her child. When she shows up, she's dressed in a, uh, a uniform they would wear to a middle school to put her vic- potential victim at ease. She's got her glasses on. I've looked at pictures, and Joe, she could pass for a kid. She looks very small and diminutive and looks like a child. Two days before the killing, she reaches out, makes plans. She poses as a ninth grader, arrives at the home. And here we go. It's game on. When Young went to the home disguised as a student wearing a school uniform that she purchased online, she knew she was in. And once inside the home, she allegedly stabbed the victim. So, Joe, what happened next? When the door is open and you're you're standing face to face with this person that you are assuming is going to come in and and you're going to instruct them in English, you're not expecting them to produce a knife at that point in time. But produce a knife, she did, and she began to bury it in her multiple times. And at this point in time, it it appears as though that 
it was not enough just to kill this poor woman in her home, this woman that worked as what they refer to as an independent tutor. She lay there and at the feet of this perpetrator. She has to make a decision as to what she's going to do. She begins to actually dismember this woman's body there in her home. And this is the fascinating thing. You, you talked about how do you go about, you got all this planning because the search history goes back months where she had been looking to do this for three months. And you can't do a better job than this, question mark, because it doesn't matter how much you read about it or how much you obsess about it. It's the actual doing, actually making this happen. Let me ask you a question about the blood, because I'm really curious if you're planning an attack and you have no background in the human body and what happens. At, I mean, I don't have a clue. I know what you and I have reported on and, and covered, but I don't actually know. So as a layperson, I've got the stabbing down. I figured that out based on my research. But what am I going to find when it comes to blood? When that, I mean, the person is dead or dying and blood. How much blood are we talking about? copious amount, obviously, when you're stabbing them to death, the individual is going to be bleeding out. So dependent upon where these injuries actually took place. And I, when I say the injuries taking place, I'm talking about the anatomical orientation. Let's say you clip a lung or you clip a major vessel in the neck, they will bleed out profusely. And say, for instance, you go into their chest, you nick their lung, you'll have an individual begin to aspirate blood. They'll also, they'll spew it out. Many times you'll see the this kind of projectile blood patterns uh, that are sprayed onto walls, onto surfaces, and it'll be very fine. It'll almost look like high-velocity blood staining. And of course, the clothing will be just inundated with blood as well. So there'll be a tremendous amount. Then after this occurs, when you're talking about the dismemberment, dependent upon where you do it within the home, you're going to leave behind even more evidence. If an individual were to go to a bathtub, for instance, there might be a higher probability that they could facilitate a dismemberment in a bathtub and then try to cleanse the area, but you're still running the risk of leaving blood in the drain and certainly in the drain traps and everything. But in this particular case, as this person begins to dismember the body, she takes certain elements of the body, places them in a suitcase, okay? And then she retains other parts of the body that she has within her home. And not only does she have this, Dave, she's also got the victim's mobile phone, her ID cards, and her wallet. And I don't know how she thought that this was committing a perfect crime because it doesn't resonate with me as the committing of a perfect crime as much as it does of somebody that's trying to emulate a serial killer that takes trophies because that's what they do. Okay. A perfect crime would be, in my estimation at least, or you're closing in on, you're getting closer to perfection by separating yourself from this thing as much as you possibly can. And here's the rub. You leave so much physical connectivity in this particular case that you actually tie yourself back to being in the presence of the individual. You have, obviously, elements of their body that are with you. And then you have identifiers, government IDs and all these sorts of things. So that, that's quite fascinating. When you look at somebody whose attempt is to create the perfect crime, allegedly, she didn't think it through. You mentioned the ID, the phone, personal belongings. Her idea, according to police, was to make it seem as if this victim had just disappeared. 
whether on their own or by somebody else, that she was just gone. And as part of that plan, I guess she didn't consider that using a taxi cab as your means for getting the body out somewhere, that you're leaving a witness, you're leaving somebody who picked you up at the house, has now taken you to the woods, has now taken you back from the woods, and when the body is found near the river, don't you think it's all over the news that the taxi cab driver would be, hey, I gave a ride to a person who took a suitcase out there by the river. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. I think the odd thing about this, Dave, is she didn't quite make it to the river with suitcase. She left the remains that were in the suitcase in a wooded area adjacent to the river. So it's certainly a, a head scratcher. It reminds me of uh, one of the my favorite movies, my wife and I watch it generally once a year, and that is I Love You to Death. And it had River Phoenix in it. And a funny line that, that River Phoenix stated in that movie is uh, he's actually talking to Keanu Reeves in one of the scenes. And William Hurt, who played these these two guys, his story is actually based on a, on a true event. River Phoenix says says to Keanu Reeves and William Hurt, it's generally not a good idea to take a taxi to the scene of a murder. And, you know, no truer words were ever spoken because as it turns out, the taxi cab driver in this particular case was what actually pointed the authorities back to the perpetrator because she had, in fact, can you imagine this? Can you imagine being an individual that's living out this fantasy of, quote unquote, committing the perfect homicide, the perfect crime, and you're going to be so bold or maybe so thoughtless or, dare I say, stupid, to take a suitcase with human remains, place them in the seat beside you, or maybe you had the taxi driver place them in the trunk and say, take me to this isolated location. He's going to remember that. And this case is so over the top that when reports of this come out in the news in Korea, can you imagine? The taxi driver is thinking back to that moment in time. He's saying, oh, my God, I was actually transporting not just the perpetrator, but also the victim's remains. This case has only been to the part where we've been able to talk about the murder, not even of the name. We don't have a name of the victim yet. We know that young Yu Young has been charged but it has not gone through the system. This is still pretty early on. We'll keep you updated as soon as we know what is going to happen. But based on the discussions that have been named publicly in terms of young Yu Young and what she has said to the police, they're going to have to resolve this probably before court, I would guess. But we'll keep you updated. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.